oh, you know, personal finance, long-term personal finance, don't worry, like do this three things and you'll be rich. This is bullshit, right? Is that yeah. avoid the thing. If it's if it's too good to be true, it's it's not true. All right, we're live and we're rolling and welcome to The Real Venture. If you're new here, let me break down what this show is all about. We are a community built for young entrepreneurs by young entrepreneurs with the sole mission of inspiring the next generation, our generation, to turn their crazy idea into a business. I'm your host, Peyton. And I am your co-host, Luke. And we are so excited to continue to grow this platform as we talk to other successful founders about their successes and together as a community, figure out the next step in our own entrepreneurial journey. The only thing I'm going to need you to do before we get going is hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Let's dive into today's topic. All right, Tristan, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. Why don't you just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Thanks for having me. Um, so yeah, my name is Tristan. I'm a Frenchman living in Barcelona, Spain. Uh, I moved here last summer after a few years in in London. So um, my background is in corporate strategy, corporate finance, in in financial services. Uh, I've done that for a few years. Now I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm wearing several hats at the moment. So I'm a, an entrepreneur. I'm a consultant. Uh, I'm also run, running a small media on fintech, so I'm doing various things. I'm keeping busy. Yeah, hey, you know the, the the nice thing about today's world, and you know, especially with work from home, it allows you to wear multiple hats, um, kind of be all over the place. And then also from a from a global standpoint, right? You know, we're uh, an ocean apart, and you know, because of because of technology and the fact that we're home, we can we can have a conversation like this. Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, Technology has been has been a great help to go through this uh, this weird period. Um, and yeah, as you say, I mean, I'm I'm working with companies all over the place because it's so easy. You can have as long as you have a solid connection and you have a, a computer that kind of works, uh, then you should be fine. Um, so uh, so yeah, I mean. Uh, I'm I'm working with companies uh, that are based in the US or in the UK or Spain. Um, I'm also trying to meet people here and not be just in front of my screen all the time. But it, it is true that um, I, I was wondering last year. Imagine if the if that happened five years ago, or ten years ago, uh, would have would have been completely different in terms of interacting with people. Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. I think we were very fortunate that it happened when it did, just from the point of of where technology kind of was when that started, and then also the innovation that took place within the the year of COVID. Right, a, a lot of things were were added to, improved to kind of help, and I think it's going to kind of usher in a, a new way that we do business. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think things have changed, uh, and they won't go back to to like the previous state. Um, in terms of people being open to to working with different geographies, business trips. I mean, I used to do lots of useless business trips, um, and definitely ninety percent of it can be done on Zoom or like or whatever you're using. But back then, uh, back then, like I'm talking like it was thirty years ago. I'm talking like two yeah. years ago. Um, was really important for some meetings that you would be there and you would meet people. Um, but actually now you're like, okay, well, 
if we need to meet, we really, unless you're in the same place, most of the most of the trips are not justified anymore. So you can just do it over 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 Zoom or whatever, and you can share share whatever document you have. Like so many like tools now that you can work uh, interactively with someone. Uh, I guess for me, it's just maybe you need to be face to face if you don't want to to organize a workshop and you want to. To, to do something like very intense in a short period of time, yeah, sure. But most of the time now, you can, you can, which is good for the planet, for the planet anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, you you touched on it a little bit earlier that you know you are an entrepreneur, and you know we we talked we touched on this before we actually started recording that you're a newbie entrepreneur. So why don't we talk a little bit about what you're doing on the entrepreneurial side, and then we can start breaking down kind of your transition into that into that world. Yeah, sure. So I started my entrepreneur journey with uh, when I founded uh, FinTech Review. It's uh, it's a small media on on fintech it started as a personal blog and then i i kind of scale it to be a bit more than that and now i'm interviewing people i'm uh, it, it's becoming more of a platform on on fintech um so kind of happened very randomly is that i started i was i was kind of mr fintech within within my organization and I was writing a lot, but just internally. And one day I thought mm, I should start writing for wider audience. And I decided that I didn't want to write on an existing platform. I wanted to to build my own website. And then it became what it, what it is today. Um, so that was one thing. And now I'm working on, a, on another project, like a startup project um, in the financial planning space. So doing some kind of financial planning software slash app. Um, I'm still trying to form form the, the execution of the idea. Um, so I'm working on it at the moment. Yeah. I I love I love that story and and transition because I think a lot of our listeners can relate to that where, hey, they're interested in a topic and they, you know, research it for fun on their own. They uh, maybe write about it a little bit, whatever, interact with it, start an Instagram page. And then they kind of realize that like, hey, you know, maybe this could be something, maybe we could kind of, uh, you know, put a little more effort, a little more time behind it and start to really grow it into something. And, you know, that's exactly kind of what happened with you as you moved in. What were some of the challenges that you kind of were facing that, you know, kept you in the hobby, on the hobby side? And then, you know, when you overcame them, were able to, to kind of roll it out, to, you know, actually become something. Um, so, I mean... W- I started I started it when I was still working in my corporate job, so I was lacking time to really uh, put myself into it. And it's when it's when I transitioned to being becoming a consultant, then I allocated more time to actually develop the the platform. And the thing is, there are no real secrets. Is that you need to put some hours into into it into uh, to developing something and I mean the the challenges I got when I really even when I was putting the hours is that so I'm I'm a corporate strategy guy so I kind of make plans and I build mm-hmm. nice nice pitch decks and this is what I do right so it's very different from actually doing something so 
although I knew a lot of things about, I don't know, marketing and communication, thing is there's different between strategizing something and deciding, oh, we should do this campaign or we should do the marketing like that and actually doing stuff. So it was was this steep learning curve in and in, in you know all that aspects or like a bit of coding around around the website and stuff. But it was quite fun. Uh, and then once you overcome overcome that, that initial situation and you get going and you get your first wins, then you know it's um, it's great. But uh, yeah, you get to put the hours and and learn uh, when you start. Yeah, baptism by fire is is something that we like to say um, a lot. We've talked about it before, and you know we kind of experienced it with with the podcast. Um, I didn't know how to video edit. I didn't know how to soft, uh, you know, audio um, edit, didn't know any of these platforms, only posted Instagram pictures that, you know, were from vacations. Like we had to learn all of this stuff. But over time, you know, we began to kind of acquire the skills, put them together. And now we're actually able to, you know, start a, a podcast production business out of it because we developed all of these things. So it kind of started to, to to snowball and i think that that's kind of you know something that, that you could relate to because you put in the time the effort and you know now you have all of these supplemental business skills that as a consultant you know now you can consult on and and, and talk about because you've done it before yeah no definitely i think that this foundation level uh you need to go through it and it, it might i mean when you're when you're doing it obviously you don't see you don't see the, the big picture because you're mm-hmm. you're actually doing it, um, and you know there, there were there were times where I was thinking, look, where is this going? I'm just putting so many hours and I don't see any results. But um, you know, you keep going, and then you look back, you're like, oh well, I'm glad I did this. I'm glad I I'm glad I continued, and and I just didn't stop at the first hurdle because there will be <laughs> there will be many. They're still down, so. Um, it's a never-ending kind of battle, but um, you kind of celebrate the, the small wins uh, and you keep going. Yeah, absolutely. It, identifying the small wins, the little things that go right and, and you know, kind of blowing them out of proportion in your own mind is really important because you're like, hey, we did that. You know, it, it, it might only be your first sale or, you know, a, a new customer, which to a big company means nothing. But to you, you know, it's everything. So, you know, taking the time to to celebrate that. So on your actual uh, platform that that you write on, like you said, you talk about fintech. And I, I want to spend a little bit of time kind of talking about maybe some new trends, some new areas that, you know, you've uh, been writing about, you've been talking about, and, you know, maybe how some of our listeners can kind of tap into them. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, fintech is a, is a very wide uh, word and... Yeah, can you I, define fintech for everybody? So, so technically, it's it's financial technology. So the use of of technology for for financial services. But I look more broadly at it from uh, for me, it's innovation in in financial services. So it's quite broad. Uh, but you know, an ATM is is fintech. Uh, obviously, a cool a cool app like Robinhood is 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 fintech, but it's it's very broad. Um, so for me, I look at it from the intersection of business, economics, finance, technology, and then you mix all that, and this is this is where the magic happens. Um, yep. So within this world, obviously, you go from 
like the infrastructure, the technology infrastructure that powers the, like big banks. But I, I'm I kind of like personal finance. Uh, so how uh, fintech can improve really people's day-to-day finances. Um, so within that category, you have things like uh, money management tools, but also like wealth management and like helping people to invest money and so that they they build a better future for them. Um, so this is a space that I, I quite like. Um, so like, and within that space, you have things like financial education, which I think is super important. You know, to understand what what's happening with your money, what you should be doing with your money, um, how to do it. So, what are the tools that will help you achieve your goals? This is like this space. The, like at the moment, I'm I'm quite interested in, and and I look at at various players and try to identify where where they're failing, where there is you know where is the the bullshit, where is the true things that Mm-hmm. Uh, that is helping people. Um, so yeah, so that's that's where where I like to to read and and write at the moment. Yeah. What? So you know, of all those little little niches that you just kind of covered within fintech, what areas do you think are kind of overcrowded? Um, where are the majority of people playing? And then on the flip side, where are people kind of avoiding or not going yet? Where where can we see the innovation in the future? So um, where it's crowded, it's uh, it's all the neo banks, the, the digital challengers that just come in and offer you like a checking account, and and you're like, come on, dude, like yeah, you know, they offer you a checking account, an app that is more or less sleek, and and you see so many, and even more that are coming to market and. They try to go super niche now, but they, the niche is, is not real. Is that they tell you, okay, you know what? We're gonna go after this this community or this type of customer, but we're offering we're offering the exact same thing as any other new bank. And I'm like, mm-hmm. come on, guys. So retail focused checking account, okay, that's too crowded. There are too many. Um, I think it's just like so many. I see so many fintech businesses they're just lazy they go after the easy problems the ones where you already have some competitors so you know it, it might work and you just go in there and i'm like yeah but you you won't all survive in that space so retail space too crowded so i i feel like there are a number of tough issues that you will don't want to attack because it's hard um so things around for instance Business banking is still is still not up to up to what you can get in uh, in the personal space, mm-hmm. um, and also in the personal space, uh, things like long term financial planning. You know, it's boring, but you should attack this space because this is where uh, this is where you should help people uh, make better choices. So things around democratizing wealth management, not just investing, but really like helping people manage their money on the long term. I feel that I don't see I don't see many players or at least players that have captured significant market share or have really democratized like this this bit of financial services. What um you know if if someone's looking to kind of begin to explore fintech for themselves to either to to educate or to start to implement 
um, you know, some of this technology into their everyday lives, whether it be for their business or for their personal life? What are some good starting places? Uh, well, FinTech Review is a, is a great starting place. Uh, there you go. Because, you know, I'm trying, the, the idea with, with my my platform is that I'm trying to bring everybody on, is that it's it's for people that already know, know their thing and want to dive a bit into one topic in particular, but also, as you say, people that just want to get to know, okay, what what is really FinTech? And okay, this bit in FinTech, what is it? What's the difference between crypto and blockchain? Like this kind of topics I wrote about and and you can find stuff about it. But beyond FinTech reviews are lots of um, online courses, podcasts that talk about about FinTech where you can you can really learn a lot um, and try to make your mind around like various, various things. I think my my advice is to try to diversify the the sources. Of, of information so that you don't get biased into some people that will tell you, okay, this is my view of the world. For instance, I have a view of the world and some others have a view of the world. So the thing is, as you diversify, then you get different viewpoints and and you make you make your own view of okay, this is where this is where the industry is going. This is this is a great tool. This is not uh, he's telling me that, and okay, but this guy is telling me that. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'll make up my mind like somewhere in the middle. Um, I think this is very important to build like this critical mind. Is there any place to avoid? Um, you know, obviously, like you said, people have different opinions, and you know, you're never going to be able to avoid the differences in opinions. But are there some sources that, um, or some types of sources that people should should generally avoid? Yeah, I would say avoid people that kind of make shortcuts, give you like simple solution to a problem, to a very complicated problem. Oh, you know, personal finance, long-term personal finance, don't worry, like do this three things and you'll be rich. This is bullshit, right? Is that yeah. avoid the thing. If it's if it's too good to be true, it's, it's not true. And avoid like this kind of scams where the guy is telling you there is a shortcut to, to all you want in life. You just need to buy my book or whatever this is like avoid this is that there are no shortcuts it will take you time uh it will take you years to build some some wealth it will take you also years to really learn like the different stuff around finance and really build your skills and there there are no shortcuts there are no shortcuts in life you you need to take the time um so don't believe the guys that tell you otherwise yeah yeah there, there there's a lot of snake oil salesmen I'm out there, especially when it comes to uh, when it comes to money. But uh, Tristan, you know, hey, I, I really appreciate you coming on today. Where can the people uh, find out more about you? Um, obviously, your platform included in that. Um, so yeah, so you can find find me on fintechreview.net, and I'm also on, quite active on Twitter, fintech underscore review, um, also on Instagram, fintech review, uh, all in one. Um, or people can connect with me on LinkedIn if they want to have a, have a chat uh, about a specific topic. I'm always keen to, to talk to people, hear their stories, um, help them uh, 
as much as I can. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Uh, if you want to continue this discussion, follow us on our social media, our Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebooks will all be in the description of this episode. Hop on there, shoot us a DM, hit us up with whatever concerns, questions, comments that you guys have. We'd love to continue building that community on there. Next, subscribe to wherever you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Overcast, you name it, we got it. And the only other thing I'm going to add is as you're subscribing to those platforms, hop on there, give us rates and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, five-star ratings and a uh, and, and a comment go a really long way. Helps us continue to, to climb up the charts and you know continue to, to spread this to, to all corners of the world and allow us to continue to bring on great guests. We really appreciate you guys for everything and we're excited to see you next week.